So what'd you do in New Orleans? Baby, I, let me tell you, it was Easter weekend. I did everything. I ate the crawfish, went to a crawfish boil at my mama's sister's house. And then we went over to, uh, what did we do? We went we went everywhere. We went shopping with my mama. We went over to uh, Houston's. We had some good food. Everything was nice. We had a real good time. I pinched the tail, shook the head. Subtitles for this podcast are provided by the public broadcast. Did you miss me? Hi, Joey. Hi, I did miss you. Thank goodness we have Babel here to talk swamp because I have no fucking idea what you just said. Welcome to I Think Not Everyone, the podcast where me, Ellen Marsh, hi, and, and Joey me, Ellen DeGeneres. What do we do? We recap all of your favorite TV shows. We are going through them. We take your suggestions and we love talking about them and we love you all. And if you would like more of us, you can always find us on the Patreon. That is where we are giving you your ad free and your bonus content. What are some of the shows they can find on the Patreon? Well, currently, we are talking a lot about how Bethany Frankel needs to be stopped. Yep. Period. Yep. <laughs> Someone stop her. <laughs> We're doing Southern Fried Homicide. Some back episodes include Snapped, See No Evil. Pink Collar Crimes. Pink co- you love Pink Collar Crimes. I guys. also love How I Got Away With It. Oh, oh no, I, I almost got, got away, away with, with it. it. I was about to say How she I Met smoked, Your Mother. <laughs> she smoked herself, silly. <laughs> but other than that, what's, what's a fun thing that you did at Easter? You know what's so funny is my mom always says to me, she's like, well, listen, I know that you're an atheist, but, and I'm like, I'm not an atheist. I've never said that I was an atheist. And she always says, well, do you believe that Jesus is the son of God? No, mom. Well, then you're an atheist. <laughs> I'm like, Please look up in the dictionary what an atheist is, please. I spent Easter with our friends, Pat and Adam, and I FaceTimed my mom, and she said, Happy Easter. I said, Mom, we don't celebrate Easter. And she said, Yes, we do. We're Catholic. I was like, Mom, you have not been Catholic for 20 years. Who are you trying to fool right now? When Mike died, you said there was no God. And she goes, That is true. She said it to me, too. Season 4, Episode 5, Dead Man Walking, stars Sean Penn and Susan Susan Sarandon. Sarandon. No, it does not. (laughs) It does not. A brutal murder. Just a predatory, evil nature. Leaves a family devastated. Seeing my brother be stalked like a piece of prey. This was a pain that I'd never felt before. To find a killer, detectives must track their victim across the city. Guys, their behavior on video, I knew they did it. Somewhere in 300 hours of video is a clue that will solve a murder. It's almost like watching a movie and all you want to do is shout, go the other way. Well, here we are. It's Wednesday, September 16th. My brother's birthday. Oh, is it? And my dad's birthday. Is that Virgo? Yeah. Nick's my dad is the, really, is the 15th. My dad really, really loved telling the story that my brother was conceived on New Year's Eve. I was like, we don't, Great. I don't want to know that cool. information. So you did that on amateur night. Great. Congrats. Congrats. Did you poop in your diaper also in Times gross. Square too? Yeah. No child ever wants to hear stories of their parents having sex. Oh, no. Oh, my mom, I didn't have to worry about that in my household. My mom was like, I didn't kiss your dad till the day we got married. We're like, y'all were hippie smoking weed in Mississippi. <laughs> Trust me, we know better. They had sex four times to make <laughs> all of you. <laughs> anyway... September 16th, 2015, in Rapid City, South Dakota, and we hear about a man named Ed Lowry. And for 20 years, Ed has worked the night shift on the printing presses at the Rapid City Journal. Remember newspapers? Yeah. Do people still get newspapers? Uh Uh-huh. They do. You know why? Why? I get a newspaper. I didn't order it. It just shows up at my door every day. What do you get? I don't know. Like the Cranford Daily Bee? Oh, okay. I don't know. You get, uh, yo, buzz of times. Yeah. Yeah, it's like... (laughs) Who do we hate today? Me and Barbara sit on the porch and we just throw rocks at all the squirrels. We're like, damn, squirrels. Have you ever worked the night shift? 
Just waiting tables count? Like an no, overnight? Like overnight. No, I mean, I've I would imagine a newspaper, they'd have to get everything out, printed. Yeah, no, I've never done That's that. That's a hard life. Hats off to you if you work the overnight shift. That is hard. When we, I always talk to hotel. The, the people at hotel. You know, yeah. I do that all the time. And I, cause it's, it's, you know, not a lot of people. And I always stop and chat with them. And this guy said he had been working the night shift for 20 years. Yeah. That's not easy. That guy in um, Chicago. I remember. He was so sweet. He was very sweet. Yeah. I met Ed when I started working in 2008. Ed put me at ease right away. He loved to joke. He loved to see people laugh and smile. I guess I'll, uh, I'll see you on Sunday. Don't party too hard. <laughs> I will. We got to be really close. Ed's co-worker, Sammy Martinez, is here, and she's like, let me tell you, Ed was a jokester. He loved to make people laugh. And I was jealous when she said that because I wish I had a funny co-worker. I know. <laughs> but you know what? Patrick does another podcast. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Shucks. <laughs> if you just moved a little bit quicker. <laughs> but Sammy Martinez and Ed were good friends. You know when you get a vibe from people? She just seemed very endearing the way she was talking about him. It was very precious. Yeah, you could tell that she genuinely cared about yeah. him. Now, Ed has just been promoted. Very excited about that. He's in an extra good mood today. And we get a little backstory on Ed. Ed is 56, divorced, and he has two adult daughters. And he lives alone, but next door are his mom and sister Jamie. How do people do that? That's not the worst thing. No, I don't mean that. I, like, I'm not judging that. Like, I know that there are people who like living in close proximity to their family. I mean, I know plenty of people who live literally around the corners from their family. Look at Tommy. Right. Oh, God. Tommy goes to his mom's house every day for dinner. My, oh, but see. It's leaked. <laughs> but also, like, that means family could come knocking on your door at any time. Honey, I know. And I, I know mean, you hate everybody. Everybody I don't hate everybody, knows. but I'm probably high watching Golden Girls or I'm doing the upside down Macarena with my boyfriend. <laughs> don't come <laughs> knocking at my door unannounced. I, my brother Ed was my best friend. We got along so well. We just did everything together. My brother was the guy that would give you the shirt off his back. Sister Jamie is here, and she said Ed was her best friend and that they got along well. And Heath is also here, another one of Ed's siblings. And he's like, I know this is cliche, but Ed is the kind of guy who would give you the shirt off your back. And that is a cliche. Off your back? or He's like, yeah, he would give you the shirt off your back. Not is mine, that what I not said? his. He would give you the shirt off of your back. I don't think anyone <laughs> didn't know what I was talking about. He takes the shirt off your back and then just hands it right back to you. <laughs> he's like, mm, Tommy Bahama. I like it. Mervins? Is this old? You fell into the gap. <laughs> Love that for you. No, that is a cliche, but not everybody is like that. And you the, are. You are too. But the older I get, you really do realize that there are two sets of people in the world. There's givers and there's takers. Oh, yeah. You know, so people, oh, he'd give the shirt up. Not everybody would give you the shirt off their back. Oh, no. You know what no, I no, mean? No, no, no. People are wired. Everybody's wired a little differently in when it comes to that. Yeah. But everybody loved Ed. Yeah. Ed was a good guy. So 11.30 p.m. that evening, Ed's going out to celebrate his promotion. And to that, I say, cue the music. People. People who need people. I'm so sorry. That was the wrong song. Let's try this again. Honey, what are you doing? I, you know I'm a big Barb. I'm a big Babs fan. Okay. But so are you. Uh-huh. Okay, we'll go. Ugh. Cue the right music, please. What are the lyrics? <laughs> One of my top ten songs is Fantasy. Oh, come on. Earth, Wind, and Fire was the best. Earth, Wind, and Fire. I... We're getting off track. Oh, we are getting off track, <laughs> but hot take. Earth, Wind, and Fire, better than Cool in the Gang. Uh, you know what? I will agree with that. Because you really, really crashed and burned on your Cool in the Gang you hot take. You know what? Take. Let me tell you something. Folks knew what I meant. They knew what I was talking about, but Earth, Wind, and Fire is really incredible. And also, trivia for you, Black Box from the 80s did a cover of fantasy that is equally as amazing. I also will get right back on track after this message. And this message is, how fucking good was Boys to Men? Oh, they were They amazing. came on the radio the other day and I was like, there is nobody, there is nobody, name me anybody, 
that is as good as Boys to Men. I mean, they were pretty amazing. But what's your go-to Boys to Men song? I mean, I could literally leak out of my face right now. On, <laughs> Please don't. With, with Say Goodbye. <laughs> Please don't. I mean, Motown Philly. I mean, I, that whole album. For what's me, your... it's it's Water Runs Dry. What song is that? You make the biggest mistake of Oh, I didn't know that was the title. Okay, Don't we're back on track. Baby. We're back on track. Hi, how is everybody? Did you get some lemonade? Welcome back. So, <laughs> 11.30 p.m. Ed is heading out to celebrate his promotion. Ed always wore a stocking cap. Loved his cigarettes. I always remember Ed feeling like he was a real ladies' man. Ed was always a real gentleman. And this night seems full of possibilities. Now, something we should know about Ed, because this will come up later. When Ed went out, he always wore a signature stocking cap, loved to smoke them cigs, and friend co-worker Sammy says he was a ladies' man, just like me. Yep. Um, I love Barbara and big boobies. <laughs> I love all my ladies, all my ladies, Barbara Cher and Mariah Whitney brings ye higher. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies, ladies got the groove. Ladies, ladies bust a move. Lady Gaga Madonna. Ooh, and pink what? What? No, you cannot. What the hell? You didn't rhyme nary a vowel a consonant? No. You... (laughs) Let's go back to me talking about big bazookas. It is 1130. Ed is going out to celebrate this promotion. And three hours later, on Philadelphia Street, a body is spotted in the middle of the parking lot. And Detective Dan Denier is on the scene. Yeah, so they found the victim laying face down on concrete. And he appeared to have scuff marks on the back of his skull, which made it clear that somebody had stomped his fucking head. Like, what? What is wrong with people? It was very vicious. It was very deliberate. And he also had four stab wounds, two in his chest and two in the abdomen. And this was recent. His well, yes. he, he was still warm. This, ha- I know, I know. I know. When they said that, I got chills. I, I know, was like, but Jesus. they have to figure out what happened to this yeah. poor man. And his pockets had been turned inside out. He had no money and no wallet on him. Which obviously means it was a robbery. Yeah. It just seemed abs- very violent for a robbery. Absurdly graphic. Yeah. To be a robbery. And this is not a great part of town, right. Rapid City, South Dakota, but it, it is all really, really puzzling. Yeah. And so now, one thing that the attacker did not take was a prescription bottle, which was found on the victim. And on that prescription bottle, they found a name. And it was our friend Ed Lowry. Yeah. I mean, it's so sad. And so, of course, they alert the family and it's they're devastated. Mm-hmm. They're like, what? He was going out to celebrate his yeah. goddamn promotion. Yeah. And now he's gone. It is really scary and bare. There is nothing around. So it doesn't appear like there are any witnesses or if there were, nobody stuck around. But this is see no evil, baby. They're going to yeah. get their justice. That much we know. Yeah. We just don't know how they're going to get there. So as the news slowly trickles to the family, I got to say, there's, there's, you know, all of these shows have a formula. And the formula is we learn about the victim, yeah. we learn about the event, and then the family weighs in, right? Yeah. We, in, no matter what show we're doing. And every time I watch it, it is like I'm watching a new show because I can never really comprehend, like, no. I cannot wrap my head around it. How long have we been doing this? And before I was podcasting, I watched true crime all the time. It's just every family has the same story, but the different, a different story. Yeah. You're just having a normal day. You go to work, you're drinking your coffee, and then you get that phone call and your life goes on. And you're just thinking like my life continues and someone that I love now is no longer here. It's just, yeah, it it's really is. so fucking weird yeah. and it's hard to wrap your head around. Someone someone asked me a couple weeks ago if like you get like desensitized to telling these stories. I'm no, like, no. No. In fact, Every week. Yeah. I'm even, I feel like I'm probably the same for you. I'm even more sensitive to it yeah, now. Yeah. It's just, it's just so sad. Yeah. Now here's the thing. There's no cameras pointed directly at the crime scene. And so detectives are like, look, let's let's scope out the surrounding area and hopefully we will find some 
some cameras. And they always try and kind of like piece their day together. This show is brilliant at it or, you know, these investigators are brilliant at it. So they check, you know, the thing they always check, bank activity, phone activity. And his bank activity would tell us that three hours before he was found dead, there was a $200 withdrawal from his bank account. That's that's a lot for a night out with beers. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. And it was an ATM not far from the crime scene. And so now we hear about Detective Blumenrader, and he runs straight to the bank to retrieve that footage from the ATM camera. So they pull up the surveillance footage and... We see it. Yeah, and they're kind of like expecting to find the killer. They're like, no, 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 this is a robber. They, right. they took his card and they robbed Ed. No, it's 100% Ed. At 1139, he takes out $200. Now, meanwhile, while these are things that... You know, you have to you have to look at every little tiny thing because you have to find something, right? And so while he's waiting for the ATM to give him his money, he looks to the left and we see this footage. Now, it's not like he's just roaming his gaze. It appears like something has caught his attention. Yeah. Like someone's like, hey, or yelled something. I was like, those are things that you have to think about. Well, you when know? you're at the ATM, even if I hear a door slam, I'm I'm looking around, Yeah, you know? So it turns out to be nothing, probably. And so Ed grabs his cash, grabs his receipt, like, folds it neatly and puts it in his wallet. He's not in any hurry. No. Nobody is making him take no. out that money. There is nobody. He is not in distress. He counts the money. He folds the receipt nice and neat. So that's telling them he's just... He's relaxed. He's just taking out money from the ATM. Yeah, and he heads off toward Main Street, and they they watch the footage for a while just to make sure that he wasn't followed, and there wasn't. Yeah. The search is now on for more CCTV footage. A few blocks from the ATM, Denier spots a camera above an electronics store. The store manager pulls up the file for when Ed left the ATM. So now Detective Denier is out searching for more cameras when he finds one above an electronics store. Yeah, so more questions on that. They had electronic stores in 2015? <laughs> it was like a Radio Shack. Yeah, like what, what are you buying? What's the last time you saw a Radio Shack? Ten years ago? But the down bitch store manager of the electric store, they were like, oh yeah, I got that surveillance. We do not tape over our shit here. No way. Nope. You're see no evil? Guess what I have? I have all the tape. <laughs> the, well, they have the tape, but it's grainy as fuck. It really is. So we see mostly an empty parking lot until 12.02 a.m. when we see an approaching shadow. This shadow might as well be Bigfoot. Yeah. You cannot tell. This might as well be the aliens at Roswell. I cannot make anything out. I know. It could be anyone. Yes. It could be a six-foot-tall person. It could be your Mima. I cannot tell. <laughs> it very well could be my Mima. But yeah, it's a little bit like Ridley Scott directed this one. Do you <laughs> yeah. know who Ridley Scott is from yeah. who directed yeah. Aliens? Yes. It's very, it's a little like that. But we do see the figure of a person and we see a flash above the person's head several times. And those flashes are the reflection of light off of the person's glasses. Also, the person seems to be wearing a black leather jacket. And pretty much they're like, it's Ed. Right. But again, how could, if someone was like, that is an orangutan. Yeah. I'd be like, you know what? It looks like an orangutan. Yeah. His pace is casual but direct. A man who knows where he's headed. So far, there's no sign of trouble. But everything rests on finding the next step in Ed's journey. And in the direction Ed was walking, right next door, there's a car wash that also has surveillance. Now again, with Ed, his pace is, again, not someone who is in a hurry, not someone who is in distress. It it just seems like someone who knows where they're going. Does that make sense? Yeah, it looks like somebody who is just like, I'm, I know where I'm headed and I'm on my way. So now next door is a car wash and it's in the direction Ed is headed. So this car wash also has surveillance and detectives hop on it. Go ahead. At the car wash. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, sorry. I, you, you That's used... fine. I, I knew it was coming. <laughs> and they queue it up to 12.03 a.m. And at 12.04, we see Ed continuing his walk. And now something weird. He stops to pick something up. And whatever he picks up, he walks out of frame. So they're like, 
is he involved in something? Did was someone leaving something there? Is this a drug deal? Right. They have to think of everything. He's got no record, but they can't cross anything off their list. I right? just can't imagine somebody leaving drugs in the middle of a parking lot. There's like not that. a soul. There's nobody yeah, in sight. It's really creepy. I always say I am more scared in places with no people than I am anywhere of in course. a busy city or Manhattan or something. Sure. And we should say at this point, detectives are collecting all kinds of footage from cameras on Main Street, hundreds of hours, in fact. Yeah. But unfortunately, it all leads to a dead end. But then Detective Harris decides to search through footage from the back streets. Yeah. So, like, all these, like, back alleys. So that camera from the auto parts store actually caught something. And that was about half a mile from where Ed was found. So at 12.11, this is so scary, we see Ed. Yeah. And it's dark and there's not a soul in sight. And we see him, that's seven minutes after Ed was captured on the car wash cameras. Right. Now remember he picked that thing up, whatever, whatever it was, he's no longer holding it. They're like, okay, we can go with this. They say we have a lead and then they don't tell us what the lead was. Yeah. I mean, I guess they were like, if he had a meeting with someone where maybe he did a drug deal or I don't know, whatever he is doing, yeah. we ha- it's already happened. Well, what's the lead? Well, what's I don't in know. What's in the box? Well, put a pin what's in that. What's in the box? <laughs> well, put a pin in that because now detectives turn their focus onto the security cameras at a place called the South Dakota Rose Inn, which is a motel about a four minute walk away from the crime scene. Right. And the South Dakota Rose Inn is known for its comfy beds, uh-huh. its hospitality, mm-hmm. and where you can make babies. <laughs> Lots of babies were made at the South Dakota Rose Inn. There's DNA all over them walls. Are you making a baby oh. here at the Rose Inn? <laughs> the Bible Rose Inn. Well, considering my brother was, you know, conceived on okay, New Year, you know. Right. Isn't that gross? Why I don't want to think about your mom having that? sex. She only did it the three times. Good for her. <laughs> so this motel has four cameras recording, and they get a hold of that footage. So at 142, they see someone walking from the area that Ed was found. The area. <laughs> I was really hoping you'd go past the that. Area. You're right. Yeah, one point, Joey. Um. Congrats. <laughs> yeah. Guess what? I'm going to live longer than you. I'm sure you You will. You will die young. And I will tap dance on your coffin. I plead the blood of Jesus over me. (laughs) I will not be hexed, vexed, and plagued upon with these witchy spells. You're not speaking that into existence for me. I I want to live a long time. I want to have conjoining rooms at the nursing home. We are not. (laughs) I'm moving. I'm going to get me a a room at the old folks' home on Mars. Uh Because we will have that by then. Because we will have destroyed planet Earth. To get away from me? No. Just, uh, but, but, I'll be like, come here, Joey. Let me give you chlamydia. (laughs) (laughs) Again. Chlamydia runs rampant in those places. Okay. At 1.42 a.m., a dark figure walks through the parking lot. Detective Bloomer and I saw a suspect walking from the area where Ed's body was found. There's something different about him. Whoever it is doesn't have Ed's distinctive walk. So at 142, they see someone walking from the area. And the motel workers recognized him. To that I say, how? Well, because I'm sure they're like, oh, oh, is that? Oh, we know him. He's always smoking some shit in here, you know. They're like, oh, yeah, that looks like Bruce. Hey, Brenda. Doesn't (laughs) doesn't this little foggy man look like Bruce? Oh, yeah, that's definitely the way Bruce walks. Isn't it just? Yeah, he really... He loves to host those methy orgies uh, by the hour here. Hey, Beatrice, come look at this and you tell me if this is Bruce. How the fuck do they know it's Bruce? I mean, it looks like an apparition. You can't tell anything. Beatrice like, well, if if I will be a monkey's uncle if that is not Bruce. (laughs) So everyone at the motel says it's Bruce. Well, no, his name is Scott. Scott. Not Bruce. (laughs) It's Bruce Valanche from Hollywood Squares. Is it Bruce or Scott? (laughs) Both of them look kind of suspicious, right? Well, this, I don't know. This, Suckle gets the square. <laughs> well, this man's name is Scott Kosha, and Scott has a very long rap sheet. So much so that the Rapid City police were like, oh, Scott Kosha? Yes, we know him very well. Yeah, and they were like, he's a suspect because everyone at the Motel 6 says he was. Yeah. Okay. 
Also, guess what? He's not hard to find. Yep, not hard to find at all. Why is that, Joseph? Because he's in jail. He's in prison. That's right. Days after Ed's murder, Scott was arrested. So they bring Scott in for questioning, and they ask about his night. He was like, nope, I got to the motel at 1.40, and I didn't leave till the next day. And they were like, okay, well, the attack took place between 2 and 2.20, and I'm still really hung up on how they knew that was Scott. Yes. But... Listen, I want this murder to be solved and I want justice for him. I just want some attention to be paid to those motel workers. Yes. I feel like we should like send them some Harry and David pears or something. They're doing the Lord's work. They really are. Yeah. So obviously they don't trust what this guy says. No. And they look through all his stuff. Yeah, so they pull out the box of his possessions. What do they call that? His possessions? Yeah, but like, what do they call... His possessions? Okay. All right. Fine. I didn't know if there was like a specific term other than possessions for like, I don't know, like. Stuff? One what, day, baby? I'm going to get you. What, baby? You old buzzard. You, so he, <laughs> they go through the shit that they found on him when they fucking arrested him, Ellen. There you go. Why you get so mad? I'm fine. <laughs> so they find his cell phone, his wallet, pair of pants, and a pair of boots. Mm-hmm. Now remember, Ed had been kicked in the head by what police thought was a pair of boots, which is just horrible to think about. Absolutely fucking horrible. I was like, but also I was like, what did you expect? Did, what did you expect to find platform heels? Like, I, know. I mean, it was September in South Dakota and everybody knows what kind of weather is in South Dakota in September. It's balmy. It's bleak. It is frosty. It's sweater weather. Sweater weather. It's sweater weather. I mean, everybody's wearing fucking boots. I I wear boots in the summer. I know. I was like, "Uh, it feels like a stretch. But obviously, this guy is shady, so they've got to check it. And they notice on the bottom of his boots that there's like some weird dark colored stain, and they immediately ship that sucker off. Wait, but the reenactment actor? (laughs) The reenactment actor is like, could be blood. (laughs) (laughs) You know that John Mulaney sketch? Could be a nursery. (laughs) I don't know it. Oh, John Mulaney does this bit where every real estate agent is trying to find out if he and his wife are going to have kids. So, like, <laughs> there's this lovely one bedroom and this little, this little tiny closet could be a closet, could be a nursery. <laughs> <laughs> you never seen that no. bit? He's like, could be blood. <laughs> okay. Okay, Charlie. Yeah. Simmer down, rookie. It could be a lot of things. Yeah. Well, they sent it off to the crime lab for testing. And at this time, footage from the interior of the motel arrives at the police station. And guess what? Sunshine's on a dog's ass someday. Old Scotty Brucey, Brenda's best friend, was telling the truth at 142. Yeah, he was having a methy orgy. Yeah, he waddles on into frame. He sure does. He walks funny. He did. I don't think he was injured. I think he was drunk. Yeah, he was fucked up. Yeah, yeah. And the boots had no blood on them. Yeah. And he was released as a suspect. Yep. So now remember that car wash footage that they had of Ed picking something up in the parking lot? I don't know how they were able to even see that. I don't know, but they they did some kind of Haley's Comet zoom. And they were able to somehow zoom in and determine that he was picking up a piece of random clothing because yeah. it was just litter that he was picking yeah, up. Yeah, he was just Which like, is like, Ed was just being a nice guy. Yeah, it's literally just like someone's like lost sweater or something. Yeah. Not far from the auto parts store and the crime scene, is Dino's Casino. Harris cues up their footage, starting at 12.11 a.m., when Ed was last seen walking behind the auto parts store. So now they're not far from this place called Dino's Casino. I just want, for anybody who cares like me, it's not like Dino's Casino, like Dino Fred Flintstone's dinosaur. Mm -hmm. It's a guy named Dino who in the parentheses added an O to rhyme with casino. Uh Like, he couldn't possibly fathom the idea of not naming his establishment after him, but also couldn't see past rhyming something with casino. Uh Yeah. I Like, Joey O's, because add an O. If you add an O, it'll rhyme. Add an O. My name is Dean. So call it Dean O. Dean Cas- O Casino. Casino. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, anyway. a, lot of, it, a lot of thought went into it, it sounds like. Dean O Casino. Uh-huh. 
It sounds like a lovely place. I'm sure they have a nice buffet. And it's not far from the auto parts store. Are you a gambler? No, I hate gambling. I, I gambled one time in my whole life. Oh, okay, really? For And what were you playing? I was in Puerto Rico, and I gambled $20 on blackjack, and I lost, and I was like, that was stupid. Yeah. I lost it in, like, two hands or three hands. It is the dumbest $20 I ever wasted. I mean, some people are very good at it. I like to do a slots. The house always wins. Not always. I've won money on slots. It'll come back. It, you'll lose it again. I'm sure. Yeah, the house always wins. Okay. I don't like losing. At 12.27 a.m., a man enters frame wearing a bandana and leather jacket. It's Ed Lowry. And at 12.27, a man walks in in a bandana and a leather jacket. It's grainy as fuck, but it's Ed. Yeah, and and they've also at this point sort of established Ed's walk. Ed leans forward when he walks. It's like um, he's a very distinctive gait. Do I have a distinctive gait? You know, it's a little frantic, a little like a, a mini tornado. It's like uh, the world could end or Walmart's closing in five minutes uh-huh. is one is somewhere between there. Yeah, say more. <laughs> do I have a distinctive walk? Yeah, you do. You have a very centered walk. You have a very, like, for lack of a better word, like, I hate saying, like, you have, like, a very, like, bro-y kind of walk. <laughs> you do. You're, like, very centered. You're kind of, like, scary. I mean, people don't realize how big you are. I think people who don't see you in real life don't realize that you're a big guy. That is very interesting to me that you say that. But, you know, it's also something, yeah, that's interesting to me. Because I feel you, like you I'm all arms. Very, you are arms. You're a fucking orangutan. But <laughs> you walk very, like, I don't want to say the word macho. That's such an ugly well, word, but you I will walk say like Danny when Zuko from Greece. When you know? I moved to New You're York. Like, oh, you can tell by the way I lose my walk. I'm a woman man. No time to talk. That's also not Greece. That's I know, Saturday Night I know. But, <laughs> but I also, when I moved here, I made a decision to walk and keep a look on my face like, don't fuck with me. Because mm-hmm. you kind of have to That's do that. That's so weird because I do the opposite every day. All I do is fuck with you. But that's different. You get paid to do that. <laughs> I, did it, I did it for free for 10 years. It's 12.48 a.m. when Ed leaves Dino's. Detectives keep watching. But no one follows him out. But Ed is sitting there at the table, and he's having a beer, and he sat for 20 minutes, and then he got up and put on his coat and paid his tab and walked out the door. At 12.48. Yeah, I'm a little sad he's not hanging out with people to celebrate his promotion. Yeah. You know what? You know, you never had those nights where you really wanted to go out, and everyone's got plans, or they're busy, or they're in for the night, and you're like, I'm going to go out, maybe I'll see people, but you end up, you're out by yourself. Never not once in my life. I forget that that, yeah, you're I a woman. I never did that. Also, you're a woman. That's that's yep. a different thing. I have, I have truly, truly never, ever, ever gone out by myself. Not like an ego. I would never go out to a bar by myself. Yeah. I yeah, never that would. makes sense. Yeah. I did that for years in New Orleans. Like, I knew I would see people out and I would just go out by myself because I didn't want to be stuck with anybody. Sure. But I get that that's probably different for women. Interesting. Maybe some listeners have. I don't know. So- 1248, he leaves Dino's, spelled in a weird way, not the Fred Flintstone dinosaur, Uh and everything is fine. Yeah, no one's following him. And they assume he went somewhere else? Well, he wasn't found until 3 a.m., so they have more time to fill. Yeah. So the next bar is the East North Street Casino. That's confusing. Yeah, I was like- Is there a West North Street I was like, it's like, I mean, I would expect like a Northeast Street Casino, but you don't hear like, oh, me? Oh, I'm going to the uh, North-South buffoonery. Also, what the fuck gambling is happening in South Dakota? I guess there's a lot. Yeah. Detectives haven't yet got their CCTV, so they head over to get the footage and talk to the bartender. Barkeep told us uh, she didn't remember seeing Ed in there that night, even though she knew- uh, knew him as a regular. To be certain, Denier still wants to trawl through all their footage. Detectives don't have footage from there yet, so they head over, ask for it, and in the meantime, they talk to the bartender. And the bartender said, oh yeah, I know Ed, he's a regular, but I don't remember him coming in that night. But detectives decide to comb through the footage anyway. Mm-hmm. So, thank goodness they went to DBU, 
Yeah. And they're fucking down bitches because sure enough, Ed walks through the door at 103 yeah. and orders a drink. That bartender is getting expelled from DBU. <laughs> what the fuck, lady? It made my spidey senses tingle a little bit. Totally. Like, spoiler, she's not involved. But I was like, is this fishy? What the fuck, Tammy? Yeah. yeah. You said you knew the guy and he was like one of your last customers that night and you don't. Tammy I the bartender. I don't know. But here's the thing. And here's where it's like a little bit sad. Ed was really alone all night. No one even looked at him. No one came to talk to him. No one was like saying hi to him. Like Ed was really by himself just drinking and being like, well, I wanted to celebrate tonight and no one, I'm I'm just going to do it. And so one of the detectives noted like no one really noticed him. And he's like, so it doesn't really actually surprise me that the bartender didn't remember that he came in that night because she didn't even really seem to notice him. Mm -hmm. Oh, that was really sad. It was really sad. Yeah, it made me really sad. At 1.52 a.m., Ed returns his empty bottle to the bar, then exits into the night. And that's when the sadness of it really hit me, because I knew I was watching this man's last moments on Earth. At 1.52, he returns the bottle of beer, and he leaves, and... Every time that that is I know every time on this show, because I love this show for how hard every investigative team works. I love it. It's like, yes, I know there are people who fight the good fight. And I love that. And I hate watching that every time we watch that we see someone's final moments. It is haunting. Yeah, it is eerie. It's it's all of the things because. And actually, one of the detectives put it really well because it's it's something I hadn't thought about. I mean, I guess I did mention this in the Jordy episode that it was a little bit like watching a scary movie. Mm-hmm. And he, and the detective was like, I just I was watching this footage and I just wanted to yell, no, don't yeah. go. Yeah, uh, it's 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 hard. It's hard to watch. But we, we don't know. We, we How can you know? So now Detective Harris is like, all right, we're getting closer. You know, there's not much time left. And they pull footage from a business that's only three doors down from this casino, which is on the way to the crime scene. Which is another motel. The fuck are motels and casinos in this town? The camera shows the alley next to the motel. At 1.53 a.m., a man walks through the top left of the screen. There you are. With his distinctive walk, it's definitely Ed Lowry. So we see the alley next to this motel. And at 1.53, we see someone walk through the top left of the screen. And again, they can tell by his gait that it's Ed. And it's so eerie. So that's two minutes after leaving the casino. And then walking the other way is three men. I thought it was two men. Yeah. When I first watched yeah. it, I thought it was two. Yeah. And it is grainy. And they just pass them. So, like, who are these guys? Yeah. So investigators keep watching. And this gave me chills because we see those three people come back within seconds. Yeah. And they follow Ed. Yeah. And I stare at this screen when I'm watching the show like I am on the PD payroll. Yeah. Like I think I'm going to solve something whenever (laughs) I'm watching the show. So they go back the way they came. Like they go out of frame and back into frame. And my heart, I was like, this has to be it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So now investigators follow that trail to a pawn shop that is on the way to the crime scene, and they get security footage from them. I mean, they procured so much security Thank footage. Thank you, South Dakota. I mean, they were not playing. It's like a you scavenger know what the, hunt. what the South Dakota state emblem is? No, what is it? South Dakota, we have the best potatoes, and all our cameras work. South Dakota. You don't get lost unless we want you to. (laughs) Yeah. Welcome to South Dakota, the land of slots and tots. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to South Dakota. Do you need a room for the night? (laughs) There's motels everywhere. Also, Uh uh-huh. We got good security footage. That yeah. one is on the flag. Oh, got Because it's, it. it's so wordy. It's small, oh, yeah, it's wordy. It. Yeah, 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 yeah. Desperate for another view of this pursuit, detectives visit a pawn store that lies on Ed's journey from the casino to the murder scene and watch the video starting at 1.55. The top part of the screen 
is completely blurred out by streetlights. They start watching footage from the pawn shop cameras at 1.55 a.m. Now, the top part of the screen is blurred by streetlights, but there is a, a glare. like the, Yes, yeah. but we, there is a gap where we can see Ed's legs. We can see him walking west. And moments later, we see those three individuals who are clearly men now. We know that they're three guys, and we can see them pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now there's a camera in the back of the pawn shop that we switch to, and we see that these three men... They're clearly stalking Ed. They're going to ambush him. And uh, we see them go down the alleyway and uh, they pull their hoods up. They pull bandanas over their face because no face, no case. Mm -hmm. And put a pin in that because now we get footage from the Castle Inn, which is the business closest to the crime scene. So then at 1.58 a.m., only 200 yards from where Ed's body was found, right? We see Ed walk into frame and he is oblivious that there are three men walking just behind him and they are pursuing him even more intensely until they leave the frame. So now investigators let the tape roll and not long after that, we see those three men come back into frame walking the opposite direction from which they came across the street and they know. And they're kind of celebrating. They're kind of like what would appear to be like laughing or like whatever. And then at 2.02, we catch them very clearly in a color, like, 4K camera at a gas station. Thank you, gas stations. And they are indeed celebrating. They're, like, amped up. Yeah, because the footage before, again, even the announcer says it. He says it's... But the footage is too grainy. I think he meant grainy as <laughs> this gas station camera, though, I mean, uh, you could take headshots on that camera. You could. And you know what? Kudos to this police department because they were like, I promise you, if we just saw them rob and, uh, you know, murder Ed, chances are they're going to take that cash and they're going to go somewhere that's open 24 hours yep. and spend that money. And they canvassed all of those yep. gas stations in the area. Smart. Yeah. And they see them. Yeah. Ce- oh, my stomach. I know. Celebrating. One walks in to stay outside. We see the guy who walks inside. He's wearing a blue shirt and a black hat. And the two outside are passing back and forth a wallet and looking through it and, you know, passing it, you know, rummaging. And then at 2.08, they leave after buying some candy. This dipshit is inside buying fucking candy. Candy with blood money. Mm-hmm. I hope you choke on that candy. And at 2.08 a.m., they head off without an apparent care in the world. When you've identified these guys as the guys who probably just killed Ed, it just shows their lack of remorse or their lack of being in touch with other human beings. Just a predatory, evil nature. And because of this footage, the three men are identified mm-hmm. as Hunter Highpipe, Gabe Heikinen, and Rainan Bissonette. Now, they knew Rainan. Yeah. Rainan Bissonette and Gabe both had records. And Hunter Highpipe and Rainan were both in jail at the time that they got all of this footage. For separate charges. For totally separate charges. And they pull them in. <laughs> They're not talking. Nope. They are like, pull your hand out of my ass. You are not a ventriloquist. I'm not talking. They don't say shit. And so now investigators are like, we're not going to get anything out of them. We need to take all of our security footage, create a timeline, and bring it to the DA. Mm -hmm. And they do, and the DA is like, that's enough for me. Here's the warrants. Yeah. Because they had the videos. They had all of this. And they don't give much information, but Gabe Heikinen dies by suicide. Yeah, he caught wind that he there was a warrant out. Yeah. They don't really explain why they believe this, but they believe that Rainin Bissonette was the actual person who used the knife. Yes. So they pull in Hunter Highpipe, and we see the interrogation. And this is a year and a half later. Yeah. That is how long the investigation went on, which actually... I am sorry that that family suffered for as much as they did, but it just is like, it just gives me hope that cases are not cold. Yeah. Shit can still happen after six months, a year, a year and a half. Well, this police department was relentless. I mean, kudos to them. Investigators need someone to flip, and High Pipe is looking like the weaker link. 
We really believe that Rainin Bissonette was the stabber. So I made the decision to approach Hunter Highpipe and offer him a deal. They were like, Hunter seems to be the one most likely to crack. And the DA offers Hunter a deal if he'll talk. And Hunter finally confesses. You know, Hunter says that he, Rainin, and Gabe cross paths with Ed. And off camera, remember how we see them walk past him and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden they turn around and they go after him? Yep. Well, they had bumped into him on purpose to try to, like, size him up and see if he was someone that they could essentially rob and he wouldn't fight back or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And they felt his wallet when they bumped into him and they were like, there's cash in there. Yeah. So they were like, they knew once he had cash that they were going to rob him. And it's like, great, rob him, rob him. Take his clothes, take his fucking shoes, take his car keys, take everything you fucking want. And then he's like, we didn't mean to stab him. It's like, you didn't trip him. You stabbed him. And you kicked him in the head repeatedly. Yeah, you cut actual holes in his fucking body. You kicked him. What the fuck do you mean? Like, you want to rob? Go off. Right. Rob people. Like, do it. They fucking killed him. For $200 that they bought candy with. Like, it's just like the 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 act of not giving a shit about a human. Like, take the money. Yeah. Take everything. Take his leather jacket. You think he's going to fight back with three fucking guys? No. No. Of course not. You don't even have to have a gun. Right. You just say, I have a gun. Give me your money. Boom, bada, boom, 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 bomb. Yeah. Walk away. Yeah. And so, well, it actually turns out, and- And again, they never told us how they knew that Raynan was the one who stabbed Ed. Yeah, there's got to be like more to that story. Maybe like an informant or something. So then on June 2nd, 2017, Hunter and Raynan plead guilty to first degree manslaughter. Raynan is given 100 years in jail. Hunter is given 50. And we see Hunter walk out of the the jailhouse and Mm -hmm. he just looks smug. I want to punch him in his face so hard. I know we don't condone violence, but like he just looks at the camera and smirks. It made me really angry. But the truth is, is that the case did get solved mm-hmm. and these two men were put away for it. But the case never would have gotten solved without surveillance footage. This would have been a cold case. Yeah. So High Pipe got 50 years and Bissonette got 100 years. Good. Go fuck yourself. And in some of my side research, uh, I read that both men got very emotional during the sentencing and apologized for what they did to Edward Lowry and his family. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. You're sorry? Yeah. Great. Thank- You're going to give me thoughts and prayers too? Yeah, that's so fantastic. That, that, that will really, really help with those girls' grief who lost their dad. Yeah. And those people, he was a son and a dad and a, brother. and a friend and a brother and just a guy. And yeah, oh, I'm sorry. He apologized. Yeah. Oh, there was a tear there. He meant it. You could have just fucking robbed him and walked the fuck away. I know. What did that one dude do? Did he put up a fight? No, you you came at him from behind. Yeah. He didn't put up a fight. Guess how old those boys were? It wasn't in the episode. Guess how how old they were? 19. Wow. 19 years old. They were also members of a gang called Savage Seven, which, listen... We haven't talked a lot about gang violence on this show ever, and it's a, that's a whole separate thing because about 71% of gang members have experienced family violence at sure. home. Yeah. 13% of all murders in the United States are associated with gangs. There are so many stats on gangs in and out of prisons yeah. and jails. And it's a vicious cycle. You are, yeah, you are playing with people's lives and families i just i can't yeah i mean listen hurt people hurt people and you know i'm sure that those those people those kids have a backstory too but at the end of the day it's like man you killed a man for two hundred dollars it's just really sad and you know uh ed's brother heath is just saying like i'll never get my brother back i'll never see him again i'll never get to speak to him again and i was irrationally angry i was like i felt rage and i'm like i get that yeah. I totally get that. It's just um, nineteen. I nineteen hate waste. years it's just old. A, it's just waste all the way around. Yeah. yeah. I when I saw that, I was like, "Wow, okay." Like, and and the way they were celebrating in that video, like, what fucking idiotic cockpilots! Like, I can't. I know. I know. Ooh. I know. Say something funny. Well, 
maybe, just maybe, when we're old and we're in that old folks' home up on Mars, Mm -hmm. I might consider doing the upside-down Macarena with you. Do you want to go to Mars? Get chlamydia up in the stars. (laughs) Then we can go to some bars. Don't leave me hanging. I'm snapping. We can do it in back of a car. Oh, we love you, Dell bitches. I hope you love the new format. We're going to bring you a new show every month. We did this for you. Because we're here for you. We love our jobs. We love making you happy. We love covering any show you guys want to see. So we are always open to your feedback. We take it with love and with an open heart, as long as it is delivered that way. <laughs> you can keep your death threats, Bobby Land. <laughs> we want to we want to keep you happy. We, you know. We do. Something my ex-husband didn't really care about. Wow. But find us on social media at I Think Not Pod. We are on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and our Facebook group, which we love. We have so many crazy conversations there. It's really just turned into like a a chat forum with our besties. It's the best. And also, if you're feeling fancy and loving and giving, go over to iTunes and give us a five-star review. I read a review the other day. There's like all these beautiful reviews. They're so nice. And there was one where somebody was like, you can go ahead and skip this podcast. They are terrible to victims and victims' family members. They're just horrible. I'm like, you have never, You've never listened, listened to this podcast. <laughs> we love you so much. Thank you. Thank you. We are so grateful when you share all of our information on social media. That means we mean enough to you to share to your people. And more people get ears on our silly little podcast that we love doing. And we love you so much. I love you, Joey. I love you too, Yellow We love you, Dominic. Love you, babies. Bye. Bye. I'm sure the two people that live in New Orleans got every word. Yeah, two people. There, we have a lot of Nola listeners. Also, all you got to do is Nola. Yeah, you say Nola. Oh, you just don't like Nolans. Hate Nolans. That's it. That's yeah. You, yes. you hate Nolans. But you just watch the Waterboy. <laughs> yeah, that's that. Those are your claim to fame, right? King Cake and the Waterboy. Welcome to New Orleans, everyone. <laughs> Number one diva in all the world. Ready? Go. Top, top, top diva. On the count of three. One, two, three. Mariah. Oh, fuck off. I'm not doing this with you. Sorry. That is toxic. The funniest thing ever is when... Kristen Bell. On no. Generous. Oh no, I do know what you're talking. No, in um in Zootopia, one of the most brilliant movies ever. The the, the people who work at the DMV are sloths. <laughs> <laughs> like that is just that is the nichest, most simple joke. It's just like everything they do is so slow. Uh, holds true. <laughs> Listen, Zootopia. Top Should I five- watch it? I've oh, never seen it. Brilliant movie. What are what is our life? So, it, it it is really really, it it is. It is an important movie to watch. <laughs> All right, you just explain it. Okay, sorry. He's a man. He does it better. Wow. Yeah. Welcome to South Dakota. Could we interest you in a methy orgy? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to South Dakota. Slightly better than Nebraska. And we've got pawn shops. What? Welcome to South Dakota. <laughs> Welcome to South Dakota. We're just below North Dakota. Think about it. Ah.